Diversity in Action podcast presented by the BLX Internship Program. Join us as our hosts, Emlyn Miles Mattingly and Louise Rosa interview guests from across the financial planning field to highlight the real change that's happening in our industry. If you're tired of just talking about diversity and want to learn about what's really being done to make the demographics of our profession more closely match the population of this country, this podcast is for you. This episode is sponsored by Advisor Business Solutions, specializing in providing HR, recruitment, and succession planning solutions for independent financial services firms throughout the U.S. Their team focuses on guiding financial practices, primarily looking to hire C-suite executives, licensed support staff and interns, while building a diverse team. ABS is passionate about advising financial practice owners on shifting cultural hiring dynamics with retention in mind and coaching women in career transition and people of color seeking opportunities to access next level industry jobs. For more information and to connect with the team at Advisor Business Solutions, please visit advisorbusinesssolutions.com. Welcome back to the Diversity in Action podcast with your co-host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly and Luis Rosa. Hope you have been enjoying these episodes. We are really loving the content that we're getting from the people that have been coming on. The guests have been bringing it. And every time we learn something and there's tons of gems. So Luis and I had talked about getting like some type of gym bell. So you know that there is a gym drop. We're working on that, but we're happy to have you back. I'm going to hand it over to Luis to introduce our new guest. Thank you, Emlyn. Our new guest is the CEO and founder of Advisor Business Solutions based in Long Beach, California. She is a strategic business management specialist with over 20 years of experience providing business solutions and marketing strategies for financial services, government agencies, nonprofits, and small businesses. And she has been instrumental to the BLX internship program. I really believe that we could not have done this without her at all and her gracious time and volunteering her team, which you'll hear about a lot. And yeah, without further ado, the woman that needs no introduction, Suzanne Patrick Lawrence. Welcome. Thank you so very much, Louis. I really appreciate your intro and being invited to speak on your podcast. Thank you so much. Before we get into like all the work you do with the BLX internship program, et cetera, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, your career path, and how you got to where you are today. Absolutely. So I am a native New Yorker who started in the college years working for a bank. And that was my first role in financial services. I actually worked in the reconciliation department where it was where all of the daily branches, checks and deposit information was sent. It was like a processing center. And my first job was to actually work a credit balancing machine balancing out all of the debits and the credits to make sure that each of the batches that all of the branches had submitted were equal by that night or to find what was missing and then have that flag for management to resolve. And it was actually quite a very different job that I had ever had before. I was really just invited to look at things in a workplace environment that was more about number crunching and making sure things were accurate, information was tracked properly. And I really enjoyed it. When I finished college, I transferred over to finish my studies in Los Angeles. And I ended up 
working at financial services firm Merrill Lynch. And I came in as a more administrative support person, but I worked my way up to becoming a financial advisor. And I really had a whole different appreciation for a different side of financial services, working with clients, working with still some level of operations and making sure that accounts were set up properly and making sure that um, clients were satisfied, making sure that my team was happy with the quality and caliber of the work that we did as a team. And it was really a fantastic experience. I transitioned from working in brokerage side of the business to investment management side after leaving there and worked for an investment management firm that was London-based that had mutual funds as well as separate account management services. And I was vice president of marketing there. I had my first real connection and relationships working with independent RIAs and independent advisors who were using the investments for their international allocations for their own client portfolios. And it was a role for marketing. So I actually was involved with talking with the portfolio managers in Hong Kong, in South Africa, in the U.S. as well, in different cities. But we really provided a lot of information on different markets that were not as easily accessible for the advisors to have. This was in the 90s. The internet was in its much earlier stages. So I was able to provide newsletter content and conference calls and just more direct services with the advisors on what was happening in Asian markets, which is where we specialize both economically, politically, and socially with what updates were happening. And it really bonded with about, I'd say, 200 RIAs that we were working with. So it was a fantastic transition. I did that for 10 years, and that company was bought out. And I was approached by about 12 firms asking would I help them with their businesses. So that's when I began consulting, and it was really the trajectory for advisor business solutions to get started with helping with marketing services as well as practice management. Wow, it's like, yeah, you ended up creating your own lane, basically. <laughs> Absolutely. That's exactly what happened. So I was a little bit of a unicorn for you know being in this space, but I had the background of understanding what it was like to need to get information that was not fluff or marketing, you know, sort of bells and whistles, but give people what it is that they needed, which was really good information. And that really seemed to be a very consistent theme for what advisors were appreciating. So the mindset was much more like-minded to help. How can I help them with other areas of their business? Once I understood what kind of business it was and did they have a niche? Was it a small team? Was it a solo advisor? 
Was it a mid-sized firm and really helped to understand how to help them grow with their businesses as well? And that was really the beginning years. Interestingly enough, after about the first five years, the needs started changing. So clients would end up calling and saying, thank you so much for helping with, you know, putting on seminars and having newsletters that you provided for us and building websites. We are growing and we need to hire staff now. So then I would open up a staffing division and started looking at, well, what kind of positions do you need to fill? And how many people are you looking to hire? And brought in people to help with the staffing services. Five years later, I started getting different phone calls. Well, we are really thinking about bringing on more advisors to our team. Can you help with that? So it seemed like in every five-year cycle, we were changing as the needs of our clients were changing and expanding and growing and then evolving. And we ended up just continuing, you know, to continue to expand our services, including succession planning and helping with mergers and acquisitions and really kind of going full cycle now. So whatever stage of growth the firms are in, we can help with that. That's awesome. I'm listening to the evolution of the business, right? That's what we just heard. And I know how valuable you've been to our team here at BLX. Hearing all the stuff the firm does and then seeing what you've done with us here, we can't thank you enough. We just got to give you your rose, like upfront, upfront and early. We wouldn't be where we're at if it, if it hadn't been for you and your team. So I want to say that and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and from the team too. I don't want to speak for Luis. I'll let him give you some roses. Thank you so much for sharing that, Suzanne. I think that evolution of your business is exactly what we needed at the BLX internship program. We didn't know it at the time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We just like, hey, let's launch this program, all four of us. We had no idea internally how we were going to look at a hundred applications coming in and then match those to a firm, right? So the fact that year one, you said, you know what? I'm going to volunteer myself and my team to help you guys with this because I believe in it. And you were able to then internally create a program that you assigned ultimately the intern candidates to the firm, but based on that expertise that you describe of how big is your firm? What niche do you have? How is your team structured? And then seeing what the qualifications were for the individual interns and then coming up with like solid matches from there, which I think was phenomenal. Is this something that none of us could have done as the founders without a doubt? You know, so we didn't even know that we were missing that piece until you came in the picture. <laughs> so yes, definitely. Thank you so much for that. We are eternally grateful. So tell us a bit about how did you find out about BLX and what led you to say, you know what? Yeah, I'd love to partner with you guys on this. Well, a very dear friend of mine named Luis Rosa mm -hmm. reached out to me in the conceptual conversation stage of the co-founder groups with the idea that there is a need to bring in more people of color in the industry and what you wanted to do was to make change and how to do that. Everyone was very passionate about it. Everyone was certainly uplifted by, you know, all of the social movements that were happening. 
what could be done to make an impact in the industry that everyone is very passionate about. And I love that story. I've been in the industry for couple of decades myself, I knew that there was a need. I saw that this was an opportunity to do something about it and not just sit back and watch and see what happens. So I had literally very little hesitation about what can I do to help, but I really wanted to hear how the progress was going before I knew I could raise my hand to say, certainly here's how I can help. So Mm -hmm. over the, you know, whatever it was, there was somewhere between three to six month period before everything actually came together. Lewis and I probably talked three or four times, just helping me to see here's how things are progressing. Oh, it's going from an idea, you know, to talking with organizations like NAPFA who said, yes, you know, we will be able to support this and we would like to be able to be a part of this. So as it was progressing, I could see that there were definitely some legs to this. And then it became, okay, now we're actually getting the word out. And then as Lewis just pointed that, oh my goodness, you ended up getting all of these firms who were responding saying, yes, we want to hire people, you know, diverse people as well as having a hundred plus intern applicants from colleges across the country to submit and have interest in getting hired. So that was really the conversation that I recognized when you had actual participants in the program who are looking Black, Latino, people of color responding, saying, yes, I would love to be able to have an opportunity to work in financial planning, financial services, and the firms that had equally passionate interest in just responding, but what's the next step? And that's when I recognize, oh, okay, there needs to be a way to make sure that there's process that the firms will want to be led because it's not even that they would just say, you know, well, just send me what you have. They want to be shown, here's what we should do and here's what the next steps are. And so that was really, you know, where I talked with my team as well as I pulled together volunteers who were equally passionate. I didn't have to really talk too much about why this was important. It was really, here's an opportunity to help both firms as well as intern applicants who are interested in coming into the industry. We can do this. Will you help? And I had no hesitation, no pushback. Everyone was raising their hand. Yes, I can help. Tell me how. So we literally were all very excited about the idea, but also equally excited and passionate about how can we come in and make this work because everything was already in. The applications were in. So the expectation was already there that this was going to happen. And we knew there was not much time. So the volunteers that we had, a few of them 
we all just decided we're going to Zoom on Saturdays and we're going to map out. Here's how we're going to organize the information that is already available. And then we decided on who are the roles that we needed and what exactly needed to be done with the firms as well as with the intern applicants just to have a starting point. And then we created responsibilities and point people to do certain areas. And we rolled up our sleeves. And in three weeks, we started making some efforts to reach out. You know, I'm just hearing the story. And just once again, you were a godsend when you came. I was like, oh, this is going to work now. <laughs> it was like, cause, cause we got into the place. It was like, oh, what do we get ourselves into? Right. And then I look at it like if I was going to paint an illustration, you've been to the lake or you've been out to the beach or whatnot, and there's a buoy out there and you're not supposed to go past that, right? Because that's where the water's like, things change out there. We got past the buoy. And so here comes Suzanne come by a boat says, hey, I got, we'll pick off. <laughs> we're going to put this program together and we're going to help these legs run, you know? And I wanted to say that before I said this, because more than obvious that diversity is something that it means a lot to you, right? It means something to you. So what does diversity mean to you? And why is it so important? Because the action that you took shows that it's important. And I think it's very, very important for us to highlight what it means to you and why it's so important. You know, I appreciate the question. And I will just say from the bottom of my heart, I really feel that diversity is really about having an understanding and awareness that people come from different ethnic backgrounds, cultural backgrounds, lifestyles, genders, you know, including women, black and brown and Asian Pacific Islanders, LGBTQ, all of these different backgrounds have had very different experiences with life, upbringing, as well as perspectives. So what I really think is important is acknowledging and embracing these different cultural perspectives and looking at how we communicate, what are the policies, what are the procedures, what are some of the things that we can change how we communicate, how we make an effort and initiative to make more inclusive roles, responsibilities, policies that will embrace the different cultures, whether it's in school, workplace, whether it's in networking groups, study groups, our social circles, our communities. I absolutely love that. What you do is diversity in action. I mean, the podcast is named that, but literally, Suzanne is diversity in action. We just turned it off here. We're good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> and as much as we're doing this, I want to make sure that we can do more and support you, not only for what you're doing with the program, but you do other aspects of the business that you have, like where you're helping advisors. And I think that that's important work as well. When I'm thinking about it, the work that you do with BLX and both for the firms and the interns, can you let them behind the curtain? a little bit because we're speaking to the wizard now and we're going to let you behind the curtain with the wizard so she can tell us a little bit more about what's going on with BLX and how you work with the firms and interns. Absolutely. So 
One thing that I would like to say as far as the firms are concerned, we really look at how do we help firms, not just bring them access to a talent pool in this space. We work with firms, all sizes, enterprise-sized firms that have managed $20 billion under management. They have potentially hundreds or thousands of employees. They might have offices nationwide. They have different levels of needs and services because they are so large. And then we work with the firms that are small teams or solo practices and what are their needs and expectations. So we want to be inclusive and look at what firm needs are based on their sizes and their internal staffing and resources. We always want to help them by interviewing them and assessing what their needs are from a talent perspective, but also have very honest conversations. Tell us a little bit about your hiring practices. Have you hired any diverse staff members before? If you have, how did it go? Are they still retained? Are there areas that they recognize are problematic? That's why they need to reach out. We want to be very, very clear on what we feel that their expectations are coming to us as well as how we can help them with also understanding and managing expectations because this is a different pool of candidates that maybe they have not been successful at in the past. So we definitely recognize that there are different, it's not a one-size-fits-all approach as far as working with the firms. We work with managing partners, the HR departments, C-suite executives or lead advisors really just depends on the firm. They'll have their own level of knowledge or experience with hiring as well as with hiring diverse talent. And we are just being very mindful along the process of what their experience has been prior to coming to the LX and how we can help them going forward. As far as the smaller firms, we also want to make sure that they have processes in place. Have you hired before? Have you hired support staff or interns before? Is this your first time hiring interns? If you have hired interns in the past, what were those experiences like? Were you actually able to hire them after summer? Do you just want to have someone come in for the summer, which is fine. But also, again, what are their reasons for hiring or wanting to hire? And do they have the necessary structure for training, for having a, you know, what I like to call a toolkit? Do you have an onboarding process to hire employees, even if they're interns for the summer? We actually look at how we can help them. Several of the firms we work with who are smaller or solo had not hired interns in the past. So they needed help with, you know, well, what do I need to do? Oh, you need to do an application for your firm. You probably want to have a background check done. You need to be able to 
have sort of a checklist of things that will help you to make sure that you have all of the paperwork approved and process. You want to have an offer letter, you know, whatever it is that's going to give them structure with their interviewing process as well as onboarding process. And we would coach them and we'll help them with questions along the way. I can't tell you how many times after we started sending out applicants and resumes, some people would email, can I have a quick chat with you? Or now reaching out to the team, same thing. They need help. We're here to help because we want it to be a positive experience for them. And of course, we want them to be able to come back again and to be able to continue supporting our program in the future and grow with us. As far as the interns go, we definitely want them to have a successful experience as well. We recognize that some of the intern applicants, many of them are college students, juniors, seniors, college grads, as well as we help career changers. So there could be a range of experience that they have with applying for internships or applying for jobs. Some of them are, this is very, very new. They need help with their resume writing. They need help with interviewing tips and techniques and preparation. So we interview them. We assess where they are. Are they much stronger and more ready to be able to interview with a firm? Because, of course, that could be very intimidating if they haven't done it before. And in some cases, they may have worked, but maybe it's not in office environment or in financial services type of firm as well. So this is very new space to many, many of the applicants that we have. And we really try to help them with just how to be more confident and organized and articulate with explaining who they are and what they've done and, you know, have a little more preparedness for explaining why they should be the chosen candidate from these firms. We want them all to know this is a competitive environment, so they really want to be prepared. And hopefully, you know, they will actually follow through on the suggestions and the recommendations that we provide. So we interview them and we also help them with coaching if we feel that they are coachable as well as if they are wanting to become better and more prepared. And once we help them, some of them don't need the coaching. Many do. Those who have chosen to get coaching, we've been able to help them be successful in actually landing uh, job offers with us. We also are wanting them to have additional resources for attending webinars and learning about professional development. What are some of the ways that we can help them with their own individual needs? So we really are very much advocates for the interns. We want them to be successful and we'll be very honest with them and let them know if this is an area that's new to you, you really are not in your application focused on financial planning or financial services. Maybe they say, you know, I want to do real estate or I want to do something that's not even financial services driven, 
we'll let them know we want you to be successful. We will help you with understanding priorities. But this space is really for people who are passionate about learning this as a career path. And we will always want to provide resources. So even if we're not expecting that they will be a potential match for a financial planning firm, but we still want to be able to provide support and assistance for them for their own professional development. But clearly our focus is helping to get people a foot in the door in the industry. Yeah, you know, Suzanne, one of the greatest compliments we received, this was from JD at Abacus. Shout out to JD. He said, aside from the focus on diversity and inclusion, right? Black, Latinx, he was like, this is a top-notch internship program, period. And he was just singing your praises. He's on our episode as well, so you get to hear it. But you know, it really hit home for me because he was like, This is a really good internship program, period. It's so, yes, it happens to be focused on Black and Latinx just because of the lack of inclusion in the industry as a whole. But that was really a hell of a compliment, I thought, because it demonstrates everything that you just described. Like, it's not just from a firm side, it's not just, hey, here are three resumes. And on the intern side, it's not just like, okay, you qualify, we'll pair you with a firm. You know, it's really very involved, very specific. There's a lot of intent and purpose behind it, you know, as you described. So, Again, thank you for that, because you really have helped us level up this program way beyond, like Emily was saying, like we were way past the boy. <laughs> we had no idea how to get back, you know. Help. Help. Yes, absolutely. So thank you very much for that. So I just want to share that with you because, you know, the feedback we've gotten from firms and interns, I mean, it's just been amazing them being able to just have that type of experience, that level of coaching assistance all the resources that you provide, you know, so you really have tremendous impact. So I wanted to thank you for that. And also you walk the walk and not only are you helping us internally, but you yourself have an intern from the VLX program. Is that right? Tell us about that. That is absolutely correct. Last year, it was past the period where the matchmaking was over and we still had a few intern applicants that we felt might still be great with a firm, even if they didn't get matched up. And one of them we interviewed, Alejandro Cruz, is a CSUN grad. He had financial planning major, and he had not really any experience at all in any kind of internship program or externship or anything on paper. And his experience was really completely in a different retail industry sector, but he was incredibly bright and he was incredibly direct with his answers. And we really felt very much that he was not only a likable person, but he just needed an opportunity to be able to get his foot in the door somehow, some way. So. I really wanted to help him to understand what this industry is about. And since we have financial services clients, I felt like this would still be an opportunity for him to learn about areas like CRM and scheduling and giving more awareness for the 
sort of the nuts and bolts of how it works with financial planning firms. And we decided to make him an intern for the summer. He was fantastic, very enthusiastic, very much wanting to help with a lot of the sort of our tech. We're actually, we were shifting to different CRMs and he ended up doing a lot of research with the operations manager, Guy Lawrence, and they worked together very, very efficiently. And we hired him. And so he's still on our team. He really shines as well as is very appreciative as a team member to help make things better. So he's a huge fan. I had shared with him in the beginning, if you still aspire to become a financial planner or to become something more specific to the industry, I'm happy to support you and help you with that career path. But he's very happy right now. So we're very happy that he's happy with us. <laughs> that is amazing. What a great story. You know, and speaking of those, I was wondering if you can share any insights in general, not necessarily numbers per se, but some of the impact that you've seen on your end with the BLX internship program, whether firms or interests that you can share with us. Well, I will tell you this. I've had just the most heartfelt and really, in many cases, intense conversations with interns who were in the process, who are very talented, who are very skilled, were really being approached by several firms to consider how they would fit in and were really given offers to join. But in some cases, they didn't know until an offer was on the table that they had to relocate. And that ended up being more than just the actual opportunity to say, yes, I would love to work with their firm, but is this the right time for them to make a physical move to commit to relocating? So I was really a sounding board. I was brought in to say, you know, well, here's what I think. You know, I think of this opportunity is very unique and the firm really wants you and they have the right reasons. So if you feel that this is a time in your life where you can make this move, then I encourage you to do it. And if it is just too big, it's too much of a disruption in your life, then you don't have to accept. You can pass and you can continue the process with looking for a firm that will only want you as a remote intern, but you don't know if that's going to lead to a similar type of opportunity that you have now. Yeah. I love that because you brought up to us the support aspect of the ongoing factor of it. It's not like, okay, it doesn't end with the internship. You have been able to stay in touch with both firms and interns and continue to support them beyond. So, which was again, amazing, something we didn't even know <laughs> that we would have needed at the time, you know? So continuing to have that support, those resources and that impact is just amazing. So I wanted to ask you on a personal level, like what some of the things that you experienced growing up in terms of just money, like your money story, anything that sticks out from your upbringing about money itself? Well, I will say this, 
fortunately, my parents were very good savers. And my mother actually used to work for the state of New York in a department that was really home economics, that they would have helping people who needed help with nutrition and having information and resources for where to go. And one of the areas that she actually also did was financial literacy. So she really had very big emphasis on saving money, on making sure that you knew where your paycheck was going. And I had worked since I was a 14 years old. So I always had some kind of little job with my paycheck that I had, which was great in the early years. But it also, as I got older, and certainly towards the time when I was in college, it made me also aware that you can really see yourself spending all your money every time you get a paycheck, or you could have money stocked away, even if it was for very specific things. So I learned this, and my father was also incredibly hard worker, very good with money. His message was always, you know, be patient, because it always takes time to do the things that you want to do. It doesn't happen as instantaneously as you would like it to. So kind of the combination between understanding the importance of being patient, it's a long journey. It's not a short instant gratification type of situation when it comes to money, as well as, you know, just be mindful of as time goes by, if you're just spending, spending, you're not saving any, or you're not earmarking money for certain things that you know you'd like to see happen, then it's just never going to be there. Yeah. Sound words of advice. <laughs> Suzanne, as, as we're wrapping up here, first of all, just wow. People who listen to this, they will understand the depth of how entrenched you are in this work. You're in it, every aspect. And I think back to those things that you're talking about where you're actually talking to the interns and those connections that you've been able to make and the impact that we're going to make on the industry. And I said it earlier, you are diversity in action. You are that. If you could give a piece of advice to people that want to get involved and take more action in the profession in terms of diversity and inclusion, what would that be? And we won't limit you to one because it could be, you know, just advice in general. You know, I think that at the end of the day, if Diversity initiatives are important to the individual or the firm, then I always suggest, first of all, look at who is doing the work that you're interested in. So in our industry, there's this wonderful list of resources on the BLXinternship.org website, different ways of finding resources in our financial planning industry, find where are the resources that will help to just have different types of websites or groups or conferences that are all tied to more information and education, not necessarily what the activities are. Activities are great, but you also will be helped by having a little bit more understanding of what initiatives are there. 
because sometimes you're going to resonate with certain aspects of initiatives, but not necessarily everything. So whether it's the CFP board, they have a big initiative on diversity and inclusion. They have a lot of information on white papers and just research for what's happening within the planning industry. Use these valuable sources because it will help when you learn it from more of an information and educational perspective, and then maybe start looking at what are some of the areas that actually resonate with you and how to take some further steps in those directions. I don't even, nothing to add. You killed that one. I just want to thank you again. I'm so impressed with the work. I'm so grateful that you're part of the team and everything that you've done. So I think we just wrap it up with that because it's like a mic drop after Suzanne. When Suzanne talks, you listen. You got that EF Hutton type. You know, when Suzanne talks, you listen. So want to thank you and thank everyone for listening to the Diversity in Action and podcast today with your co-host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly and Luis Rosa. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Diversity in Action podcast. To learn more about the BLX Internship Program and sign up for our newsletter, please visit our website at blxinternship.org.